Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. With that, we bring in Adam Rittenberg, old friend, good friend, and what a job he does for ESPN and also for Sirius. Adam, welcome back. Uh, Good to be back, Steve. Okay, uh, I want to start now. Obviously, Penn State, Michigan's obviously around here big, but Alabama, Tennessee, the third Saturday in October, brings with it this matchup that has not been a competitive matchup. What is the attitude and the mood around this one because of what Tennessee has been able to do? Well, I think it's really exciting that this game matters again. You know, there's some coaches that I know that grew up around this rivalry. I'd always give them a hard time because, like, to me, this game hasn't really – like, it's played every year, but, like, it hasn't been been relevant even in the SEC. It's just typically been an Alabama cakewalk, and that's, uh, that's probably not going to be the case. I mean, Tennessee is playing uh, with as much confidence as any team in college football right now. Uh, their quarterback, Hendon Hooker, who was essentially cast off by Virginia Tech, has it's just a great example of the transfer portal. He found a place and a system and a coach to bring out his best, and that's what you're seeing now for the second straight year. And so, you know, Tennessee's offense, whether they're fully healthy or not, can, can challenge any any defense in the country. And with Bryce Young, you know, set to come back, most likely, this should be one of the better games of of the the first part of the season. So, really looking forward to it. I'll be with you in in Ann Arbor, but after that game's over, I'll certainly turn my attention to what's happening in Knoxville. No question we're going to turn our attention to that. I'll probably be watching it on the plane because we have the ability to do that. Uh, Hooker, I took a long look at him because Penn State was supposed to play Virginia Tech in 2020. And it, it looks like he's really matured. This is something Alabama struggled with yours. Uh, this guy brings a different dynamic to the table. How do you like what do you think of that part of the matchup? Well, it's it's a different offense. Um it's a fast offense. It's essentially the the, the old Baylor offense. They use every inch of the field, yes. really wide splits. Uh, you know, Alabama's defensive backs are going to have to be disciplined and, and prevent big plays and ideally, you know, find ways to pressure head and hooker so their conditioning is going to be tested I, I do think what we saw from alabama in texas from a discipline standpoint is likely not to be repeated they already went through that experience they didn't play particularly well last week so i think they're going to be dialed in uh you know bryce young likely coming back is obviously a huge lift for them on offense but th- this is yeah. going to be a really nice uh, test for that pete golding defense which i think has played pretty well this year they're better than they were last year but but they uh, I don't think they faced an offense this unique with, with their ability to score quickly. So I, I want to go to the Alabama offense for a moment. There's no doubt Young is just an outstanding player. But I've always felt over the last couple of years, especially the last I don't know five to ten years, they've had one or sometimes two first round draft picks on the outside that you can make plays with. Does Alabama have that now, or has that changed the dynamic of how Alabama has to play? Yeah, it's a great point. I don't think this receiving core yet is at that level. Um, I think they could be uh, you know, in the near future, but, but I don't think you're looking at a, a, a group with, with, with uh, a Devontae Smith and, and some of those players that they've had, Jalen Waddell, uh, in recent years. And so the, the, the other guy that gets a lot of attention – 
aside from Bryce Young, is Jameer Gibbs, the transfer from Georgia Tech. Yes. And in talking to a number of coaches, both in the ACC and in the SEC, you know, they say he's a different type of running back than they've had there with his speed, his ability to catch the ball. He's a very versatile player and, uh, you know, can be a real asset for uh, Bryce Young and, and that whole offense when they don't have that top, top end uh, uh, guy at receiver just yet. So I think he's the one that Tennessee's going to have to find a way to stop because Alabama's certainly going to use him in, in different ways. Tennessee, you know, I the last tape I watched of them, Adam, was I, I watched the Purdue Bowl game, the Music City Bowl, because that was Penn State's opening game. Uh, how different is this Tennessee football team now compared to that one that played in the bowl game against Purdue that gave up 2.5 billion points? Yeah, I think they're better defensively. Um, you know, just a year two, Tim Banks obviously coming from Penn State to Tennessee as the yes. coordinator. Uh, he's a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. Uh, and so I, I think, again, it's not an elite defense, but I think you saw what they did against LSU, uh, saw what they did at times in that pit win. I think it's certainly an improved unit, and you don't have to be elite when you have an offense that, that really believes that they can score you know, 35, 40, 45 points against almost anyone, and that's the confidence that Josh Heupel has brought to that, that program. And you know, they, didn't have, they weren't a great team last year, but when you have exciting offense as a first-year coach, it can go a long way, and they certainly built upon that with, uh, with a returning quarterback and a, a, lot of, a lot of good players at receiver and, and just a system that a lot of guys want to play. Their, their defense is better, but they don't have to be top ten in order to win games there. All right, so now let's get to Michigan and Penn State. Michigan's played six games to this point. I know it hasn't been the greatest schedule on the planet. Adam, I'm hard-pressed to find more than two handful worth of mistakes. It seems like they're pretty precise. What do you think? Yeah, they have been. I think a couple of things that, that, that have allowed them to do that, Steve, is that running the running game has been excellent with Blake yes. Corum becoming the lead back uh, and not just being a speed guy. You know, he was the lightning the Hassan Haskins is thunder, and this year Blake Corum has been kind of everything. They're sprinkling in Donovan Edwards now that he's back from injury, but they can still be a run-based, power-based offense, and they have a quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who has been really accurate in the short passing game. They haven't asked him to do a lot. Now, I have a big piece coming out tomorrow on ESPN Plus about J.J. Talk to coaches who have faced him, and they're all impressed with his talent. But they also say, listen, if you can pressure him, he's not as good like most young quarterbacks. And you know Penn State and Manny Diaz are going to bring a lot of pressure. Uh, they're, they're one of the top teams in the country in terms of pressuring quarterbacks, even though they don't blitz that much. So that's a storyline. And then also, he hasn't thrown the deep ball particularly well. He's missed right. open guys on deep passes. He wants to do more. J.J. said this week that they have not reached their potential as an offense. I talked to his quarterback trainer. He said this guy can do way more than they're letting him do yet. But he's got to give them the confidence that he can hit that deep ball. He can handle the pressure. One thing he does really well that Penn State's going to have to be aware of, he's terrific on the run making throws. His, his accuracy, his QBR are all off the charts when he's on the run. So I think the big thing for Penn State is to keep him in the pocket and put him under duress. And the other element, too, is that if he wants to pull the ball down, J.J. can run. That's something that Cade McNamara really was not proficient at. 
No, he wasn't. And and, and that, that's a big change. Overall, they just can do a lot more. They can do different option things. They ran an RPO bubble play against Iowa that really Michigan had not done before. But with Kate McNamara out, they have been, again, conservative with how much they want J.J. to run. They don't want him taking a lot of hits, obviously don't want him injured. And so I, I think they will not run as much as he wants to run. They may not take as many chances as he wants to, to take chances. But as James Franklin brought up at his news conference, they're also always in the lead. So they don't have to yes. do much. And so that, that's why the start of the game is so important for Penn State to take a lead, to put pressure on Michigan, and then we'll see if the young quarterback can kind of respond. Yeah, let's, in fact, I'll, I'll give everybody what the number is because obviously I'm prepared to broadcast the game. Michigan has scored on its opening drive in five of the first six games of the season. Michigan has also scored on their opening drive of the second half four of six times this season. So, you know, when you're talking script or a halftime adjustment, they come out ready to go, which means you have to be ready to go. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think the, the pairing of, of Matt Weiss, who was the quarterback coach uh, last year, and a guy that Jim Harbaugh would have taken to the Vikings if he got that job, uh, and then Sharon Moore, who, who, who's done a terrific job with the offensive line. I think that play-calling combination has worked. Jim is obviously very involved as, as well. And found ways. I mean, the, the Iowa opening drive to be that methodical against a really good defense and score a touchdown there, that's huge. Especially if they're, um, you know, one of those possessions, they're getting the ball. Uh, and, and if they're scoring on both of those possessions on a regular basis, it's going to be really tough to get the lead, really tough to, to beat them. You've certainly seen this, Steve. You know, they, they hadn't run the ball well uh, the last few years. They're running the ball much, much better now. And so these are two teams that ideally want to run the ball, that want to control the line of scrimmage. So which one is going to give in that sense? Um, and, and, and the one that, 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 that struggles is going to need its quarterback to do more, whether it's Sean, whether it's J.J. I, the guy who's kind of in that, 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 that position is going to have to deliver for his team to win. Which then brings me to what your overall impression has been of Penn State through their five games to open the season. Well, I think, you know, I think we're trying to figure out, that, is this a similar Penn State team to last year or is it a much better one? I sense that it's better. I don't know how much better. Um, I think the run game and the emergence of the young running backs has been really encouraging. Offensive line has been better, and that's great to see. But, you know, Sean Clifford's numbers are sort of Sean Clifford's numbers. And so mm-hmm. can, can, can he take another step in his game? I know that he cares a lot about legacy, and, and, and he believes this can be an elite offense. I haven't seen that you know, yet, but there's still a big opportunity to, to kind of show people just how good they can be on Saturday. And then defensively, there's a lot of talent on that defense. I think Manny has done what he's always done, which is to be aggressive. I think those players have responded to him in a positive way, and um, I, I don't have as many concerns on defense as I do. Can this offense be elite? Can this offense win big games like, like this one? Uh, we're going to find out because this is the Michigan defense, Steve, that I don't think has taken as big a step back as I thought they would losing the personnel they did from last year's Big Ten championship team. Now, a big reason for that, I think in part, is A, they're talented, but B, they've also had an offense that's allowed them to play with the lead. I think that's been a big factor for them in how they've been able to play games because they've been setting the agenda. Sure, for sure. And, and you know, and, and again, they have 
not changed a lot schematically, even though they have a new coordinator. I think there's some different strengths on their defense. Their interior line, for example, is more of a strength this year, whereas last year they had those two great pass rushers in uh, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo. Um, you know, I think defense in the secondary, you know, DJ Turner is certainly somebody who's on Penn State's radar. I think the linebacker group is still one that you know, can be exploited at, at times. And it's like we're saying the same thing here, that Penn yeah. State's got to jump ahead. They have to uh, win that first quarter, win that opening stanza, so that Michigan can't get comfortable, especially if Michigan is running the ball like they want to run the ball and like they really have run the ball for the most part with uh, with Corum primarily and also Donovan Edwards. And Donovan Edwards is a home run threat, and, and so yeah. you, you have to try to keep him in front of you uh, and prevent those, those explosive plays in the run game. And not only is he a home run threat, he's a home run threat as a receiver, too. And and that brings up Ronnie Bell. They didn't have him at all last year. What does he meant to what Michigan do? Yeah, he's just a tremendous uh, overall player, experienced player. Thankfully, he doesn't seem to be showing uh, effects of, of that knee injury that essentially wiped out his whole season. And, and the blessing in disguise for Michigan last year is that they were able to develop other receivers. You know, Michigan's receiving core is probably your know, second or third in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, obviously, in Maryland. Uh, I, I, you, know, you could make an argument that they're number two, uh, but I, I really like that group overall. You know, unfortunately, Eric All, their top tight end, has been uh, out, and it could be out for a while. But uh, Schoonmaker has really emerged as, as a guy that J.J. McCarthy has looked for as well. But Ronnie Bell has played a ton, uh, you know, knows how to make uh, big, big-time catches, and uh, is sort of a leader of a, of a really talented overall core. Adam, an absolute pleasure. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday over in uh, Ann Arbor. Yeah, likewise, Steve. Travel safe. Thanks for having me on.